What's up, guys? Welcome back to the EG Pot Thunder with your boy, the young Lights Can Key Sweat. Here with my guy, Irv. He's a man of many different businesses. He is the owner of the Limitless Barbershop that we are currently in. He is the owner of Scotty's Adventures and the owner of I Ain't Shit. Can you say that? Or a founder of I Ain't Shit as well. Correct. So, where's the I Ain't Shit come from? Just real quick. I, I wasn't prepared to say that, but just on the moment... <laughs> No pre-planned topic. So where the I ain't shit came from? So I ain't shit came up to mind for me. It means to remain humble because this world is fucking insane. Just got to remain humble, man. I ain't shit. I do so much for the community that at the same time, I just I take it how it comes. Yeah, man, you ain't shit. Like one of the things you're going to say, oh, like I will start off with actually the one topic I'll start off with. Um... Starting off hard, the hard questions. So, do you think like fatherhood changed you and like your mindset and things, or was you kind of like changing right before like fatherhood happened? So, fatherhood did change me. Um, my baby girl's gonna be four years old in August, yeah. but it was a little bit before that. It's when I when I met my wife, she's the one that helped me change the ways that I was at because I was just a wild animal. Yeah, man. Because well, you know, let's say that transition where everything's gonna start off for me. My questions are. You know, obviously, this is a whole other topic as well. Like, you aren't like my, my blood cousin, but I consider you more my cousin than a lot of my cousins. And I have a whole lot of damn cousins. I think it's relationships that you build with people. Yeah, I think we have a yeah, they have a pretty close relationship now. Pretty cool. But uh, that being said, you know, when I was younger, I always definitely thought like, um, you know, you definitely embrace like the hoodness. And uh, one thing I don't tell people that I try to do like my clothing for like the podcast or like my guests. I always try to like wear something that kind of relates or I think of you when like what I wear. So yeah. like with you, I put on this 50 shirt and like the Get Rich and I trying kind of a collage all 50 <laughs> stuff. And I just like envision you like embracing like the hoodness, man. I always from a young age when I heard like Irv, like when I first started me and you started coming around, I always just associate you with like gangsta. So like did you like – is that like a great – like thinking of you, like from the outside looking in, like did you really embrace that character when you were younger? Was like, was that you? No, it wasn't. But I did get a bad bad rep, so it just came with it. So bad rep. So like, where, where do you think that came from? So like, you know, again, I didn't know. Like, I know all the story and stuff like that, but I never heard like full details about it. So like, when you were younger, when you were just like hanging around like bad crowds, things along those lines. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely. Um. It's it's kind of what created my path to this to where I am now in life, you know. If I didn't get myself in those situations at a young age, I don't think it would have just paved the path that I'm on now in life. So, you know, it it definitely was a big part of my my growth was being in them situations that I been in. Yeah, I mean, um you know, I, I said off, top, off topics before you came in. So, like, when you were younger, so, like, where do you, like, you're from Pawtucket, Rhode Island, for those who don't know. We have a definitely a wide audience. I have people watching from everywhere. So, those who don't know, when you, you grew up in, like, the section of Pawtucket is, like, you went to Tolman High School, right? Yep. So, is that, like, kind of where I started, like, hanging around the bad crowds and, and like, end up before then? Like, where, like, the... No, it was definitely, it was definitely while in high school and then after high school, you know, because, you know, the... The East and the West always had something going on, you know, so just 
hanging out with the wrong people created the times that, you know, that, that I, uh, like endured at that moment in time. So, yeah. but like, so like where do you think that came from? Because, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like the, your cousins, my cousins that you hang out with, that we associate with, you know, shout out Junior, Jeff and stuff like that. They don't have that type of, uh, you know, they are familiar with like the culture and stuff like that, but they never indulge in those type of situations. So where do you think yeah, like your kind of um, involvement started with like getting associated with those bad things? Like we're looking back on it now. It's like, how do you think you got involved and where could you have changed that moment in time? Like, you know, where do those bad uh, influences come from? Just people that I went to school with, you know, I was just hanging out with the wrong crowd, just going with, you know, just going with the flow, you know, and the flow didn't lead me to anywhere good, except to, you know, where I am now, like I said, because at the age of 18, I ended up getting arrested, I got locked up, you know, I did some time, but if I didn't get into that predicament, if I didn't cross that path, I wouldn't be where I am now. Is it like tough, like like talking about? Cause I feel like, no, okay, I don't know what happens. So like, I truly don't. So like, is it like t- like do you not like talking about that time period? And like, is it like a like frowned upon point in your life? No, I, it doesn't. Bo- it doesn't really bother me anymore, um, cause it created the man that I am now. You mm-hmm. know, like I said, it, it created the path that I am now. So it, it was just the beginning of it. You know, and so if you don't mind me like asking, so like what happened that led you to go to jail? Because I, like I said, I generally don't know. I didn't want you to tell me beforehand because I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you don't, we can cut this out. If you don't want to talk about it, nah, nah. Or, I I ended up I ended up getting arrested for a robbery. Um, it was just a shitty situation I got myself into, and I can't blame anybody else but myself. You know, so I was 18 years old. I I um, it happened in December. I ended up getting arrested, and I ended up doing a year and 11 days out of my two-and-a-half-year sentence that they gave me. Um, but Yeah, so you know, at that moment in time, you know, you said you, know, you did at the time. You had no one else to blame but yourself. So, like, you know, going back to high school, the Tolman versus, uh, you know, like Shea, West versus East type of beef. Like, back on it, so you weren't in, like, the school – at all, like you were into school, were you into sports? I have no idea. Like at that moment in time, were you just strictly straight into like the streets? No, no, no one, no. no one can get talk to you at that point. No, nah, not even, not even like that. I was in, I was in, I wouldn't consider myself like um, I was involved in it too much. But you know, there was some influence. There was, um, you know, I was, I was being a follower, not a leader. You mm-hmm. know, and those are decisions that I made, um, and that's that's. The consequences I had to pay in life, you know. Yeah, not for sure, man. Like at that point in time, you said you were, you know, more of like a follower. Were, were you having like your cousins, like you said, you know, you're pretty close now with like Junior and Jeff and everybody who you're close with. Were they trying to get in your head, and were you just like, you know, best, like no one could really talk to you at that point in time, like you weren't hearing shit from nobody. Well, or family, or uncles, mom, dad, that type of stuff. Like, which no one gets you, you're just like, nah, fuck them. They don't know shit. It was pretty much it, cause you know, at 16, 17 years old, who who wants to listen to somebody older than you? You know, you just you live and you learn. You know, you 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 fuck up and you just gotta man up about it, and that's what happened. Yeah, man, no, no, for sure. It's really tough when you're trying to like get to talk to people, like even. Um, you know, people have to learn their own path. You try to talk to people, it's kind of just like a waste of breath at that moment in time because they're like, get the fuck on my face, bro. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Get the fuck yeah, on my face. Yeah. Like, you know, Brandon's going through it. He's talked about it in the podcast before where um, he was going through 
going through with a girl and I'm over here trying to like help him out like yo don't do this do that and he just didn't listen to shit I had to say and then after he was like yeah, cause sometimes they you know think younger younger F yeah you know somebody try to tell you oh you can't do this don't you shouldn't do this you know my past experiences and this and that and you know you go do it yourself and you gotta learn on your own and that's part of life man yeah man you definitely gotta learn on your own so when you know you did that crime and you're in jail you said for like a year and a couple of days or months days it was a year and 11 days to year be exact you're 11 days was there a moment that moment in time where you're like damn i fucked up and then like i gotta change or was it still not happening at that point you still nah, had a couple it years still wasn't happening it still wasn't happening it came out i came out you know as an idiot you know still trying to fit in even though i you know I should have listened to my elders, but like I said, you learn to make your mistakes, you learn to live, and the only way you're going to learn is by by making mistakes, you know? Yeah, man, so, you know, we're trying to get the whole story here, man, because, like I said, I don't even know, and I'm like your cousin, essentially, at that point, I know you have a big following, so they're trying to get the whole story so we get to all the good <laughs> stuff. You have to go through the bad to get to the good, <laughs> Definitely, man. that's part of life. Man. Yeah, man, so your age, like 19-ish at that point, you said you went like 18 so you said you just didn't learn. So you came out, you kind of embraced that gangster. You're like, were you thinking like, shit, I'm even more of a gangster now. Like, nah, I, I did some time. I, no, no, no. I didn't come out like that. But, you know, I at that time I came out as a felon. You know, I, I had to grow up fast in jail because at 18 years old, you, you're, still, you're still a kid, you know. You still have that kid mentality. So when I came home, I, 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 I had to grow up in there. You know, I had to grow up fast. I'm in jail with a bunch of grown men. You know, at 18, so I just had to grow. So my I came out a little bit more wiser and smarter, but I still didn't learn my lesson. You know, I still was, I, I had still had to figure it out. What do you think that is? Like, I've never, you know, actually I had a story once. I was told it. I'm not sure if you even know this. So um, I had basically taken my mom's car when I was like 18 or something like that, and. Um, went to the strip club actually mad funny <laughs> and um i like reversed i hit someone's car and then like i tried to i couldn't like like fucking three-point park at that point in time yeah. hit someone's car try to come up to get out the car hit someone else's car bros or a fucking mess and um basically i had to go uh like you know those things where you go to like the prison and trying to like scare like scare you straight yeah, type yeah. of thing and so that's the most I, and actually i went to jail that night that well that night i got uh, yeah. hit the car my mom had to come pick me up. My mom, I fucked up. <laughs> and then she came, she picked me up. And but like for me, that was enough, bro. Like I was in like the cell, like not in Johnson out of jail, but like little prison cell, or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, this fucking sucks. It does suck. Like this fucking sucks, man. And then I went for that one day, and I could tell obviously you know, I was with like way worse people than me who don't right. shit. And obviously I'm sure some of those people didn't learn, some did learn. And I was in the, those two experiences for me, I'm like, this is not the life I want to live. It, it, it's really not. Because what I tell people is one day, one hour, 10 minutes, just locked up. That's time you can't get back, you know? So those were just my thoughts, you know? Like, you, I, I couldn't get this time back that I lost, you know? Well, you said you came out and you still didn't learn. So, like, what do you think was in that moment of time? Looking, like, reflecting back on that year, was it just, like, I can't wait to get out then? I'm still gonna do my own thing. Like at that moment, nineteen year old Irv, why don't you don't you think you learned? <laughs> I just was. I've always been a hard headed person, you know. So like, if you always told me no, I'm gonna figure it out. And 
you know, like, don't tell me to do that. I'm going to do it, you know. I'm, I like to play with fire, you know, and I still like to play with fire because who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. But Toxic girls, bro. It's fun, <laughs> right? It's fun. <laughs> now I'm just more wiser about it, you know. It's just I, I figured it out. Yeah, man. So 19-year-old, or at that moment in time, what was, like, your next step in life? So you said you, you didn't learn that moment in time. So what was, like, the life you were just, like, out partying or so college was, in your future? Because you can't go to college. Can you? You can go to college. Um, even I. So you can go to college as a felon if you have any drug charges in a school zone or just drug charges at all. I don't think you're allowed to get financial aid. Mm. Um, but you can still go to college. So when I came home, I ended up going to New England Tech. I ended up going to college, going to New England Tech. Well, I went to CCRI first um because that's what my mother wanted me to do because that's what all these old heads push on you you know 100 <laughs> percent, man definitely especially like in the Colombian culture man. if you don't right. go to college you're a failure type right of thing. pretty much you know so i went to school i tried it i did a semester and i'm like ma this ain't for me right so she's like yo you got to figure it out you got to do something with your life but at that time i was you know just trying to do my own thing i was working working in a warehouse making fucking at that time like seven dollars an hour god damn that shit was like 15 years ago you know so it was like seven dollars an hour you know i just trying to figure it out and that's what i was doing you know and then trying to keep myself out of trouble you know making trying to make a little bit of money because i've always been a hustler you know always trying to figure it out so i started selling a little bit of weed and fucking you know, trying to make money off weed at that time, you know, and I did I with it, you know, paid some bills, bought some bottles at the club, had a lot of VIP nights. <laughs> I wasn't old enough at that point. <laughs> Fuck. You, you weren't because you, you missed a lot of them. Oh, man, I would have been up in there, man. I would have yep. been up in there. You missed a lot of them because that was just all of us. You got to pee on me. The wrong ad lib. That was Michelle asking me. Who knows? Who knows? The VIP is at that point in time too. Who the fuck knows? But um, yeah, man, I wish I would have been there. But yeah, so you're you're in the club, getting VIP. You kind of just having, just having a, a time of my life. Basically, you know? bro, you were in college, just not doing the college stuff. Yeah, you, you guys I, said that before with Junior and Jeff, bro. You were in college party with them. Pretty much, yeah. Because I, you know, when Jeff was in in Northeastern, we used to go out there every weekend and just party and bullshit, you know. And at that time, 19, 19 20 years old, you know. It was lit. It definitely was. <laughs> definitely so, was. So at that point in time, the one I meant to, by the way, was this one. Shake some ass. Some girls shaking some ass in VIP. But um, so at that point in time, you were, you know, you're hustling a little bit, you know, selling, selling some weed and shit like that. So how do you think, um, what was the next transition to, you know, being a hustler and kind of going the right path? Is that like when your wife came in or you kind of started to change a little bit before that as well? No. Nah, so I, I so my wife came in, well, I've been with my wife 10 years, right? Uh, we've been married, in August we'll be married six. So I've been with her about 10 years. So like, I was about around 25 years old when uh, mm. when so, I met her. Yeah, so it kind of, you know, it's kind of following the timeline. It, it was, yeah, it was following, following the timeline, time yeah. But in between that stage, it was just a very like dark stage, you know? It was a lot of drinking, a lot of partying, a lot of fucking doing, you know, what, you know? Like yeah. just... It, it was just a wild time. Boofing. We're boofing up right here real quick. <laughs> wild time. You know, if if social media was popping how it is now, we would have got in trouble. Yeah, man. But so how do you think? So at that point in time, are you feeling any like pressure? Especially, you know, I can say, you know, it's mad funny. I was talking to like, well, kind of every girl I talked to about my ex. She was like, You're, you have a humongous family. You have a cousin 
for literally everything. And we really do, which is the crazy part, especially my dad's side, my mom's side, and like your side. Right. There's it, somebody for everything. And then the in between, you know, like your side of the family that, you know, we kind of we consider each other family, yeah. you know, like it's just, it's humongous, you know. Humongous, man. And you, you I, put, we, we can fill a whole stadium up if we put us all together. 100%, <laughs> bro. We really could. We could fill a new fucking uh, Tucker Stadium, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. But um, what I was getting to was, you know, we are pretty successful, I would say. Pretty successful family, man, for the most part. You know, we have somebody for everything. Where you, At that point in time, where you feeling like the pressures are like, damn, my really close cousins, man, they're succeeding, they're doing shit, and I'm out here, like, what am I doing? Did you have those thoughts at that age? Never. I, I, you know what? I never let what anybody ever thought about me or thinks about me bother me. You know, like, I don't know. I, I, I just never been. It just Shit like that just doesn't bother me, you know, like. Well, I guess it's not really, I'm saying, like, what all Irving doing shit, Irving shit. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, you're reflecting. You're like, damn, you know, Jeff's doing this. He's in college for this. Junior's doing this. He's doing that. You know, whoever is doing this, have a pretty successful family. I need to catch up to what they're doing. You never had those thoughts? No, because life is a fucking marathon. It's facts. <laughs> you know, it, facts. It, there's never a right time to do anything, you know? Like, like I said, when I got out, I started going to school wasn't for me. I ended up going to New England Tech, too, to be an electrician. But that shit wasn't for me either. You know, like, it, it, it was a lot of schoolwork. And if it was just a hands-on, I think I would have I finished the program. Mm -hmm. But it was just too much schoolwork. And I'm not, I, I, that, that's not my, my thing, you know? So I guess when you're, I'm out, so obviously the cousins ain't really, you know, impacting you. How about you, like, your parents' perspective on you? I know, like, you know, parents can be different than friends or you know cousins stuff like that. Did your parents' perspective or like were they in your ear and like? Oh, uh, my mom was always in my ear. Uh, my pops is not around, you know. But my mom was always in my ear, like, "Yo, you got to figure it out. You need to stop, you know, and figure life out because it's just gonna go by." You were know? those thoughts reflecting you? Like, did that impact you at all? A little bit, you know, because who, you know, I feel like I let her down when I ended up going to jail, right? Because that I. I it's a kick in the fucking ass for anybody, you know? But, so, while I was in the joint, I told my mother that I wanted to become a barber, right? Because when I was younger, I used to give my cousins an all-even haircut and a lineup. That's the, only <laughs> thing, that's the only thing I knew how to do, you know? And so I was decent with it, you know? Just a regular, just an all-even with a lineup. I was decent with the lineups, you know? So I didn't have it so... Going back and reflecting with my mother, she's like, oh, remember you told me you want, you wanted to, you know, maybe become a barber? She's like, why don't you try that, you know? So at 19 years old, I was, nah, I wasn't 19. It was probably like 20 when I started barber school. Um, this was right after New England Tech. I started barber school, and I kind of like fell in love with it right away, you know? I started feeling the passion about it, and then I just continued going. Mm. Nice man, nice. Yes, it's kind of crazy when you know something's for you, kind of just sticks with you. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, because yeah, man, when like it's kind of crazy because you don't have that. So like, did you have your own self reflect? So, like, obviously, you so say you don't care really what you know the cousins say, what your mom kind of say doesn't really affect you neither. Did you have like that? Was it, like your so what was like the moment where you're like, all right, I need to finally fucking turn this around. What was that moment where it finally turned around then? The moment was when I went to jail for the third time. Holy shit, we skipped two. We skipped two times. So I ended up getting arrested again. Second not, time or third the time? The second time. Nine months after I got out the first time, I ended up violating my parole. 
Shit, um, I got, got in, I got into an argument with this guy in the street, um, and at that time, phone clips were in, right? So I had my phone tucked into my shirt on a clip on my hip. So I started arguing with this guy. He was like September, had a sweatshirt on, and I put my hands up to fight this dude. And when I put my hands up, he thought I had a gun, but it was my fucking phone clip. So he ended up calling the cops. The cops came, and I got charged with a disorderly conduct. Mm. Um, so that was the second time. So I ended up doing 90 days for that. And then the third time... Wait, so let's stop real quick for the second one. So second one, you're still like, I still don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, really, I really didn't. That's like, crazy. Like, so, look at, like, so looking back on it now, like, are you just like, what the fuck was I thinking, bro? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because right. I would think, like I said, I, I was in there for a night and that two-hour yeah. event I did. And I was like, fuck this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're just like, you were just like, you were so just hard-headed, like you said, like stubborn. I was just too wild, man. Like, I, I, I was way too wild. I didn't give a fuck. I would just drink every day and just like, I, I didn't really care. I didn't, I didn't care about myself at the time mm. you know um so it just it just really didn't matter to me but then i got locked up the second time and i was like fuck you know i lost another i lost 90 days of my life again you know and at that time after the first time i got out my mother told me if you ever get arrested again i'm never gonna come visit you so i ended up getting locked up and she didn't visit me at all yeah you know she she picked up my phone calls but it was hard for her you know and then she told me, she's like, I'm not going to come visit you because I told you I was going to come visit you and I'm going to keep my word on that. I said, all right. And that hurt me. You know, that hurt me really, really bad. But like I said, I had to man up. Once again, I had to man up. So I ended up doing the 90 days. I came home and then I ended up going to New England Tech. So this is where New England Tech come in. Then I, fin I didn't finish New England Tech. I started barber school. And then... While in barber school, I got arrested again. This was at a Colombian Day Festival. It was La Tierra, where Mangles is now. Mm -hmm. um, we ended up getting into a beef outside. Um, some dude ended up punching a friend's father in the face. And we ended up chasing him down and ended up beating him up. And then the cops came and ended up arresting me and my buddy. And uh, we both got arrested. But he came home, and I didn't because I was on probation. Champ, so, so you said the third time. So, that was the third time. So the third time, so what was, like, that moment where, like, you know, you always say some crazy story, like, and those successful stories. Like, you were in, you know, the Bible study thing at church, <laughs> like, in prison. Was that something like that where you're like, damn, what, like, was it, you got some crazy story like that, or it just hit you, like, one night? Nah, so, I just... So while I was in the joint the third time, I was in barber school, right? So they had sent a letter to my mother, and she didn't visit me this time either because she already had told me. So she, I got a letter in the mail, and it was saying that they terminated me from school. Damn. Yeah. So I didn't have the thought of going. I, I, I just didn't think. I was like, I'm not going back, you know? There's no way I'm going back. It just hard-headed me, mm -hmm. right? So while I was in the joint, my thought was like, listen... I've given a year and a half of my life to the system. I'm not doing this shit again. And that was just my train of thought. And I'm like, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. So the, the flip finally switched. It did. It uh, did. And from that moment, you've been good since that. Yeah, I haven't gotten in trouble ever since. It's been, um, well, that was in 2000, 
2010 was the last time I went in, so it's been 13 years since I got in trouble. Well, that's definitely a yeah, yeah. Turning the turning the path for yeah. sure. So I have a couple of questions. You know, from being in prison, especially at 19, I guess you're three tenures in the joint. Was there like how was that like? Is there really like a, were you nervous at all? Were you scared being in there? Is it like really that like thing? So Rhode Island prisons are not as bad as say a New York or mm. a California prison. Um, jail here is it's really not that bad. It is bad, but it's not that bad. You don't you know you don't hear the crazy stories how oh you see somebody getting killed in the yard or you know. But it at an eighteen year old kid. You're, and I don't know anybody, you know, yeah. like I didn't know anybody. So I was nervous. I was scared. Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to meet, for me, they were great people. <laughs> <laughs> for, me, they, for me, they were great people. For other people, they're fucking terrible humans, <laughs> you know, but I met a great group of guys who took me in some Puerto Ricans and, um, and I just clicked in with them the first day. Are you acting Puerto Rican at that point? Or you just... Nah, man, because my, na my name in jail was Colombia. That's what yeah. they would call me. Mm. Colombia, Colombia, Colombia. You know, because I was the, pretty much in the whole compound, I was like one out of four Colombians that, that was in there. Oh, so you're saying that now. So why, why did you guys make your own group then? Why did you join the Puerto Ricans? Because <laughs> there was only four of us and 65 million Puerto Ricans in the joint. Oh, you need that backup. Is that what you're looking for? You just trying to look for some backup in the joint? Doug, I didn't know, man. They're the ones that took me in and were like, yo, we're, like, Colombia, don't worry about it. You know, we'll take care of you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so that's the thing. Like, they yeah. have your back. Yeah, 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 pretty much, you know. They wanted me to join their gang, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm Colombian, I'm good. <laughs> but they still had your back, even though you said no. Nah, so yeah, like, of course, man. I, 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 like I said, man, they're great group, group of guys. Um, there's still, like, four of them that i still in contact with. Nice. They're doing good, too. Uh, what? <laughs> well, anyways, so uh, are you like, is that like a thing where people are trying to punk your shit? Is that, is that true? I had an incident with one guy in there. Um, he might have been like Salvadorian or something like that. But the Puerto Rican niggas took care of me, man. They, they, they. They was they were like yo don't worry about it you have a lot of potential in life. Oh, nice. <laughs> like they seen it. Yeah. They, they already seen it in me. You know they're like you got a lot of potential in life. Like don't worry about it. He tried to step to you. We'll fuck him up for you. You know. And I'm like alright. You know. That's all. That's, that's all a day. Yeah. I'll take, I'll and take and that. that's how that's how like my relationship with them grew. You know because they were like whatever 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 the situation was or whoever you know like they they took care of their crew like you know especially the older guys. Like they took care of the crew and they were like, yeah, don't worry about it, you know. Like, the new, the, uh, somebody new came in. They're like, oh, you know, they would affiliate with them and they just like, they would take care of everybody. That's pretty. That's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, man. Were you like in a gang in Pawtucket? No. Back in the day, no. Were you affiliated with them at all? I chilled with some people, but I don't. I heard that before. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. That's what that was braided herb at that point, right? I had braids at the time. Was that um, when you were affiliated with them? I wasn't really... Yeah, I was cool with them, you know? I was thinking, because you're saying, like, the gang kind of mentality inside of yeah. it. I was saying, like, you had, did you have, like, that gang mentality, like, being in prison? You kind of have to adapt to at that point, right? You that adapt, but, you know, like, I'm a very social person. I know everybody. Everybody knows me. Um, but I would, I would mingle with everybody, you know? I would mingle with the whites. I would mingle with the, the, the blacks. I would, you know, like, because they all chilled in their old crew, but 
I was always cool with everybody, you know? You're talking about, like, outside life and in prison or both? Both, both, you know, in general. Just with, just with everybody, in the, everybody, you know? I, I just, I'm just a social person, you know? Yeah, just, not for sure, just, man. Yeah, man, so I was going to say, too, you said something on that previous topic as well. You know, for me, always seeing, obviously, I've known you. We've partied together. We've hung out a lot, going to concerts and stuff like that. And to me, you know, you've always been, like, you've been, like, looking out for me. I remember one time we went to a Rick Ross concert, Mad Rand, or not, I don't think it was Rick Ross, because we sat together at that one. I don't know wherever you were. It was some random-ass concert. And you were like, we're all, like, fucking around before we get there. And then you get mad serious, and you're like, yo, anybody fucks with you, call me immediately. And I'm like, <laughs> will do. <laughs> like, so you go from, like, being, like, funny to, like, being, like, super serious. And I know you're being serious at that moment yeah. in time as well. But, you know, with other people, you may come across as, like, really, like, like stern right right and stuff right. like that I, it, it's either you you like me or you don't like me there's no in between with me you know like well i feel like it's the same as all the way around too i feel like you either like someone or you don't like somebody you i gotta make it known <laughs> that that was that was older you know like it's just that's not me no more i'm i'm you know if i don't have any issues with anybody and if somebody has an issue with me that's their problem you know yeah i'll just say like <laughs> i'm too is, old for, i'm too old for the nonsense is it i'll just say for you someone like that are you always someone that like never wore your emotion on your sleeve, or you're always just like straight up? Because I feel like I get accused of that sometimes as well. Where damn, you're always being serious and stuff like that. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, I think I'm a pretty funny dude, outgoing and stuff like that. Do you get like people thinking like you're always just like super serious? Right, right. Lines? Because when they see my face, I just got a mean face. Because I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't smile often as I should. <laughs> but this, <laughs> plus you, you know, got the tats. You probably like scare the people right, off like that. Right, right. You know, do you do you feel like is that like a detriment to you? Do, to you, do you think, like especially like in business, do you think that's like a bad like something you try to work on, or you don't even think about it? I don't even think about it. But as a business person, I have a different business mindset. You know, like somebody walks in the door, I'm the first one to greet them. You know, I'm not. I, I don't do it because it's just my shop. I used to do it at the old shop that I used to work at. But that's just everywhere. You know, like even in my other business, you know, it's a different client, a different type of clientele. But it's the same. It's the same. You know, like, hey, boss, how you doing? You know, you treat them with respect, so you get treated, like, with respect, you know? And that's just what I've learned, you know? So, like, I change. I, I, I can adjust to wherever I, I'm at, you know? So, like, if I'm delivering a bounce house or if I'm cutting hair, you know, like, I adjust. If, if I'm talking to a hood person or if I'm talking to, you know, a lawyer yeah. or, or a cop, you know, like, my the way I speak to you will be... To what you do in life, you know, like if I'm talking to a hood dude in the chair while I'm cutting their hair, you know, we're gonna be talking about this, this, and that. But if I'm talking to, you know, a cop or a lawyer, it's the conversations are gonna be different, you know. Yeah, but how do you do? You think, like you said, you kind of you wouldn't be where you are if it wasn't for like your previous, you know, ventures in life. Um, so do you think being in those situations kind of helped you? Like uh, camouflage with all the crews, like you're saying right now, where you can talk to the lawyer, the cop the you know construction worker and stuff like that do you think that helped you out being around those situations like then yeah, kind of sure. motive, like molded yeah, you yeah 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 definitely yeah man because that's the thing though so you know I, I, i'm the same way um do you think that like uh, now you think so like where do you think that like that change came from and like where you kind of stay the same path do you think out of you know coming out of your third tenure in the joint did you think it was tough for people to trust you to start a business and get into the business world and like getting a second chance um it all goes back to my to to 
taking never taking no as an answer you know i'm i i just have this mentality that if i want something done i'm gonna get it done and i'm gonna figure out how to do it right you don't, you don't have like you know speed bumps to where like it was tough getting clients at first or like because now you're super open you know obviously you're telling your story right now on the podcast and things like that you don't you didn't have like trouble though when people were like damn this guy you know he's so open about his thing and it is tough for people to like you know, get over like the felon part, even so at the getting be- people's past at the beginning when I first became a barber, I didn't speak about it. You know, I, I worked in the suburbs, um, it was a whole different type of clientele from ever working in the hood. Um, I did work in the hood for a little bit, but that was just that was just the beginning of my career, you know. And then when I started working in the suburbs, it was just a different mentality, right? I, I didn't speak about it, I didn't talk about it in the barber shop, the owner knew. Um, but it was just nothing I really spoke about, you know, I, it was still fresh. I was, it was just, you know, now I embrace it because now I, I look at the, the opportunities that it, it brought to me, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that fuck up. I did that fuck up that I had in life to be where I am in life now. Yeah, no, for sure, man. Like you know, everyone has the stories, you know, even, you know, Jay-Z, everybody, you know, there's a lot of stuff with people with like a crazy past that they publicly speak on and stuff like that so and that can motivate someone why not if your story can motivate someone else as well why not i know you're saying that you know the family didn't really affect you and stuff like that did you have any like you know inspirations that you looked about like you know like celebrities maybe or anybody that you inspire to you know, to help you like get to where you are you're like damn i can be like that one day or hearing their story things like that um, I don't know. I've, I've never really thought about that. Um, yeah, never, the hard questions here. Yeah, I've never, it's, it's not something I really ever thought about, you know. Um, I just always try to be great, you know. It's just, I fucked up too many times in life that I just gotta be great at everything that I do now, you know. Yeah, man, you're doing a, you're doing a lot of stuff right now, so, you know, so where, when, what was the first business? I'm assuming it was Limitless Barbershop first. No, um, it was the I ain't shit stuff. I started the I ain't shit stuff, um, maybe like four or five years ago. Um, I don't know. I don't know where it came from. It just a thought in my head. I went to Rick's off the hook in downtown Pawtucket, and I told him I wanted this shirt done. I wanted the shirt done with the logo that said I ain't shit, and then I put a poop emoji in the back. That's how it all started. And then I went to the bar, and everybody's like, yo, I love that shirt. Where'd you get it from? And I'm like, I created this shirt. And then somebody's like, oh, next time you make more, just let me know so I can buy one. And then in my head, I'm like, what? Somebody wants to buy a shirt I just made. And I fucking called them up, and I'm like, yo, listen, I need 30 shirts. I need extra large, 2X, a little bit of everything. And I ended up selling a batch of 30. On my first hit, and I fucking I, I and I just went off with it. That's crazy because you know I follow you on Facebook and stuff like that, and it's kind of crazy where I've talked about in the past too. There's some people that have like that it factor to them. You know, I'm sure everyone knows who like Jeff Hardy is. Jeff Hardy just has like that it factor. People just like gravitate towards them type of thing. Yep. Every every main guy, you know, like Fifty, Jay's, every big guy has like the it factor to him, and I feel like you have a lot of people 
that gravitate towards like your story? Where do you think that comes from? Like, did you post something on Facebook? You get like 300 people commenting on it, liking it. No matter what you do, people are commenting on your shit. Where do you think that like I just gravitate have, towards? I just have a great support system from all social medias, right? I just, I don't know, man. I'm, like I said, I'm either a person you like or you don't like. Um, but I'm very grateful for that, you know. Um, I don't know where it came from. I really don't. I speak my mind. I talk much, so much shit on, on fucking social media. Um, it's funny. I piss a lot of people off. But at the same time, I just have a big support team, especially when it comes to my family, you know. Like, they've, they've always had my back, you know, all my cousins mostly. Um, and my, just my aunts and my uncles, well, not all of them, some of them. But, <laughs> you know, but I just, I've, I've always had a great support system, you know, and it's just like, they're, they're always, you know, cheering me on, you know, and then I got my wife, my wife is, is in my wife and my daughter now, you know, like, I do this shit for them, you know, it, it, it's just fucking grinding and grinding and grinding. Um, in the last two weeks, I fucking, I've worked fucking 14 days in a row. Jesus you know, Christ. it's just been nonstop. It's just, it's just something to be grateful for. You know, nah, man, for sure. Especially when you're building towards something, you got yeah. more goals and more aspirations trying to build on the an horizon, empire, man. Trying to build an empire. Facts, bro. I feel you. And like you're saying, like people have that support system. Do you think it's kind of like? Do you think that's something we need more of? I know you said you like you talk shit about people. You get people going on social media and things along those lines. But you know, when I see you doing that stuff, I always think, man, people aren't a gimmick. All the time. And I'm like, bro, Irv's is leaning in towards it. Everyone, like, I lean towards it on, like, the podcast, things like that. I lean towards it in, like, the Traveler and my personal page and things along those lines. Do you think it's something where, like, positivity needs to be more of a bigger thing and, like, people supporting each other, bro? Because on social media, bro. Hell yeah, because there's too many fucking haters, right? (laughs) Too many people are hating. Showing positivity is... It's it's it brings humanity into somebody, you know. It's just a fucking, it, it's just even if it's just a share or a like, you know, like uh, uh, just supporting other people's small businesses, it, it's a fucking great thing, you know. Like it, it does, you don't have to buy something off them, you know. But if you share it so that the people on your page is seeing it, you know, it can bring them a, a, a client, you know, they, they can buy something off you, they can rent something off you, they can come get a haircut, they can, you know, it's just whatever you're selling, it it, it doesn't hurt to support, you know, it, it supporting is free, Big you know, facts, bro. supporting is free, you don't have to buy something from somebody to support them, you know, and I say this shit all the time, you know, a fucking click of a button is fucking free. 100%, bro, it's kind of, it's crazy, man, because... But they'll they'll repost something, some stupid, crazy nonsense, a fight. They'll post some negative shit. Oh, right. But then, like, even, you know, I've talked about this in the past. Like, bro, like, I'm not sure if you're a fan of him. But, you know, LeBron James does so much amazing shit for the community, bro. Like, he, like, just, he sends, like, 200 kids, like, a year to school. He has, like, his I Promise school in Cleveland and stuff like that. And it's kind of crazy. No one ever talks about that shit. But they'll be like, is LeBron cheating on his wife? Who the fuck? Like, <laughs> why? Why are you talking about that? But not the the positive shit he does, bro. No one talks about the positive shit. Bro, I, I and listen, I'll tell you that because I know, because I do a lot for the community, right? I give haircuts to the homeless. I do I, I do school drives. I give free haircuts to the kids. Um, I've done backpack drives. I've fucking, 
I'm constantly donating, Doug. And it's just like, nobody ever talks about it. But I'm not one to, like these other people that, that, you know, they'll call the news up and be like, hey, I'm having an event, you know, come check me out so you can post me all over the news. I just do everything in silent, you know. If I post about it, it's because I want people to acknowledge or to like, uh, what's the word, fucking, to, to have somebody, maybe I can spark it in, in your head. To, oh, maybe I can initiative. give, yeah, initiative. maybe I can give back and, and, and help out also, you know, like I used to look for barbers, right, to come help me with back to school drives or, uh, you know, the homeless going into the shelters and giving haircuts to the, to the homeless, you know, so I used to post it up like to get more help. You know, not because I wanted to, but I'm like, all right, if I post this up that I'm doing something good, maybe I can get a few barbers to come help me out and we can do, instead of me giving five haircuts, we can give 20 haircuts, yeah. you know? The, the more people who help, the more can be done in this world, you know? Do you think those being like competitive, like no one is really responding to those posts and stuff like that? I, in the beginning, I used to get a lot of people who supported, but now it's just like, nobody really wants to do it anymore, you know? Bro, it's crazy. But, people love to support you when you're grinding and getting to the, to the next level. But once you get to that level, you see people start dropping off, and it's like, oh, Urs, he doesn't need my help no more. Right. And people start being, like, jealous, bro. And it's mad weird. It's, it's, it's just mad it's, weird. Dog, is strange. It's, it's weird as hell. <laughs> like, but then they'll still support random-ass, like, popular barbers on, on Instagram and stuff like that. It's right. like, bro. They go like all this shit, but they don't want to like anybody else's shit. Bro, it's crazy, right? So, like, you know, I've had a, I've had a bunch of different viral clips and stuff like that. And, um... It's always about like crazy sex shit. Obviously, I get it. It's funny. It's entertaining. Obviously, it's what I'm doing with the podcast. But then, um, you know, I started a foundation too, the Golden Rose like Scholar Foundation, where it's like I'm trying to help out, give athletes, um, you know, scholarship money for college or for like breakthrough seven on sevens, get them more exposure. And um, bro, I posted it on the podcast and my personal page, like 15 likes. 15 likes, bro. But then I post uh, one about Michelle talking about guns and shaking ass. And that shit got like 30,000 views, bro. Like 500 likes. Yeah, yeah. That's how it is, man. It's crazy. That's how it is. You try to do something good and nobody wants to see it. You know? <laughs> bro, it's, it's nuts. Did, you, did that affect you at all when you're doing that? Or do you feel some type of way? Nah, it doesn't really bother. It used to bother me. I don't know why. But it, it doesn't bother me now. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know? I, I know there's views. You know? I know you're viewing it. But it is what it is. Yeah, man, it, you know? it is what it is. So, you know, we're getting back to, you know, you said the I. Well, we're talking about real quick. Make sure you follow your guy on all social media. We didn't get the proper introductions earlier right here. All social media is right underneath him. All three single click, follow, subscribe. We're in his barbershop right now. Supporting local business. Make sure you support your boy. And a little break to see. Do you want to refill? I see you. Hold on to that I right do. there. Make sure you follow your boy, too. EG Pot on all social media, podcast, YouTube, like, subscribe, send us to the moon, fight your boy, Spore FF, my travel ventures, got a couple tra travels coming up soon, I'm going to Columbia like in two weeks, Nice. I'm going to, uh, what else am I going, I'm going to Montreal, Miami for a bunch of games, Mexico City, you got more than that, you're good, more. So, yeah, man, so you said I ain't shit. That's what kind of popped it off right there. So you picked interest. You sold out. You had that if factor. People are gravitating towards you. They wanted some more gear. So that was before the. That was before you started a barber or nah? I was already a barber, but that was, that was, I, was, I was working at the other barber shop before I. I've, um, in March, I'll have three years 
No, November. November would be three years that I opened up shop. Um, but yeah, the the I ain't shit gear. It went it went crazy. Um, I've probably sold over a thousand shirts. Damn, that's crazy. Um, probably over five hundred hats. Um, when the COVID pandemic kicked in, I made some masks. I probably sold like six, seven hundred of those. Shit. Um, um, I, I do it. <laughs> yeah, man. So where can they cop the iron shit gear? Um, I've kind of I I just pretty much have hat and st- hats in stock. Um, I don't keep the t-shirts in stock anymore. Um, I don't know. I've slowed down with it. I'm just too busy with all the other shit that I'm trying to grow, you know. But you guys could always just hit me up, and I can just I can get them done. Personalized just for you guys, baby. Yeah. So after that, is that when um you're like, damn, all right. So I'm, I'm selling some shit. I'm doing decent doing this. What was, like, the next stop to, like, all right, let me open up my own shit? So, right after we came back from COVID, because we got closed down, um, I just had to just... I, I wasn't feeling comfortable in the other shop that I was working at anymore. So, I just told my wife, and I was like, "Hun, I just got to do my own shit. I, I got to open something up. And she was like, just go for it. But she was kind of nervous, because, you know, still mid-pandemic. Um, I opened the stop in 2020, you know, the craziest year we ever had. Um, and I just took the risk and fucking three years later, I'm, I'm here. I just got nominated for top three readers choice, uh, Providence Projo. Yeah, man. I was about to post that up, man. So that's dope, man. Congrats. I was going to post that up. I had that up lined up. (laughs) I don't really pre-plan the podcast, but I seen that. I was like, I got to bring that up. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, that's that's dope, man. Congrats, and I didn't finish all my thought process on like giving like shout outs stuff like that. I'll do it more at the end as well. But man, I love seeing people like, you know, go after what they want and like just hustling. But I'm always supportive of that. I don't get the hate factor at all, bro. Like, I don't get it. You see it sometimes like within the family and stuff like that, and it's like, why? I don't. It really, I don't understand it. I've never been that guy. So, like, when I see you doing stuff, that's why I'm going to lead off with this. But, like, you were, like, one of the first guests I asked me in the podcast. This is, like, a you year did. and a half yes, in the making, did. bro. You did. Yeah, but it's, like, a year and a half in the making. <laughs> and I'm, like, bro, this is going to be a dope one. I want to hear the entire Earth story. I know people want to hear about it, too. But you were one of the first people to make it. When I think of, like, successful people that I know in Rhode Island, it's definitely you, man. Even, like, people, you know, give that definition of success differently but i think you're a successful man especially one of the people i know going after it being your own entrepreneur is a lot harder than people think it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of time a lot of sweat a lot of thoughts it's just it's it's a lot yeah, yeah especially man. when you're juggling juggling multiple businesses it's it's hard you know 100 percent, man people think it's just oh you're your own boss you can do this you can do that it, there's more behind the scenes than what a lot of people see, you know? Oh, 100%, man. So that's why I wanted to have you on. I think it's dope. And, you know, congrats, man. You deserve that. Thank you. And, um, you know, hope you win. Hope you continue getting it two years in a row, three years in a row. And I genuinely want the success for everybody, especially my family and shit like that. But, um, you know, we're going to finish the entire story off. Then we get some funny questions and shit. But um, so that being said, you're scared. You did it. And that's, that's a tough part, man, too. Like, taking that leap. It's crazy because I listen to now. Listen, started listening to Logan Paul's podcast a lot, and yep. you know people think, oh, it's just easy to be him, bro. It's not like he took that risk. You're taking that risk, like, and I think a lot of people 
it's easy where they, you know, like I said, they love following you when you're getting to that point. Right. Once you get to that point, they're like, oh, that's easy. He's rich. And I'm like, <laughs> I was, you laugh, but I'm sure you get that. People are like, all the time, man. He's all rich. Time. Far from it. Yeah, man, exactly. That's, I, I have that same thought process for myself as well. And it's like, <laughs> no, bro, like, I I'm get, just. I, I, I grinding. It's, yeah, man. Grinding, taking that leap. Who knows? Like, this shit could have failed. You don't know. Right. But I'm, me, myself, I'm not like outcome. That's what me bringing up Longa Paul's about. Like he said this, I'm like, that's exactly how I am. He's not scared of the outcome, and a lot of people are outcome dependent. Right, right, right. If I'm not successful, I failed. Right. But people fail all the time. You gotta just take that leap. But you gotta learn how to fail to win. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta f- f- know what the feeling is to fail to be able to win. You know, it's just people are just scared to just take that jump, and I fucking took it. Yeah, man. So you took you 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 made the shop right here, three years in. So um, you know we can get some more barbershop questions after. We got this amazing shop running right now. Make sure you go check them out right here. What's the address? They come check you out. Fourteen Dexter Street in Cumberland. Make sure you check your boy out. And um, so that being said, then now you got Scotty's Adventures too. Make sure you get tap in. It's right underneath you on the Instagram right here. So how did that come about? Cause that's a completely different venture. It's not barbershops at all. Yeah. So what was even the mindset behind that? Cause so you, you know your wife was nervous about starting this up. Was she like, Earth, relax, motherfucker. So I started that before I, I opened up this. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that. Yeah. So um, that that business is, um, it's called Scotty's Adventures because I named it after my boy who passed away. Um, he was going to, I was going to start up the business with him. Um, I was going to fund it and he was going to run it. And he ended up passing away a few months after I bought everything. <laughs> you know, um, but rest in peace, Scotty. And, um. I'm just, it's my fourth season, and it's just growing. I have about 25 bounce houses now. Um, I have water slides. I have dunk tanks. Just a little bit of everything. Um, But it started with that, you know. I didn't have any intentions of working this shit, you know. He ended up passing away, and the group of guys that I'm tight with, my boys, um, I asked them, I'm like, listen, guys, um, he's not here no more. Um, do you guys want to continue this? you guys want to help me out with this? Or do I sell everything? And three of them were like, yo, I got you. And those have been the guys that I've just busting their asses with me since day one, you know. Um, I got to give credit to Kyle, Nate, and Dylan, you know. They've just been fucking grinding for me. And um, I'm with it with them, you know. I'm there doing the same shit, you know. I know what it is to put in work as how they put in the same work, you know. And like I said, like I said in the beginning, dog, I'm just a hustler. And I just got to, it's learning how to figure it out. That's part of life. Yeah, man. Have you, have you had any crazy, uh, like, what's like the wildest story for Scotty's adventures? Have you had some crazy shit where like a fucking kid flew off a trampoline or some nah. shit? Or was that all on them? I don't, I've, I've never had a crazy story and I hope I never have a crazy story because, <laughs> um, Insurance is expensive. <laughs> oh, facts, bro, facts. <laughs> and I do have insurance because I'm I, I gotta secure my assets in life. You know, it's just fucking fucking kid flies yeah. off the fucking thing or some shit I, like I that. I never want to hear none of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if it happens, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out yourself. Yep. But um, yeah, so that's crazy. I mean, I until you started doing, I have like no intention to do that. I'm sure I know everything is a pain in the ass. But so that's like a. 
it does well. I have no idea. It does really good. It does. It does. I can't complain. It's um, it's from probably like March to October, a little bit in November, but it's fucking nonstop grinding. It's um, it's it's it seems easy, but there's a lot to it. Um, so if you want to get yourself into the business, I just stay away <laughs> <laughs> have you ever thought about doing it like in somewhere like where it's year round like a florida type of thing that would be nice but i i wouldn't pick up and go you know like it's for me it's hard to just pick up and go you know especially as a barber um i tell my wife i'm like if you ever want to pick up and go i'm gonna need like 200 grand in the bank before i leave because <laughs> yeah. to build a clientele somewhere else is just it sucks yeah man so that that being said build up on clientele and shit like that are you ever like nervous that like someone of your barbers or like someone from scotty's ventures and start their own shit I'm not, you know, and if they do start their own shit, I'm going to support them and I'm going to help them out, you know, because it's just part of it. There's enough money for everybody, you know, there's enough money for the barber down the street, the other barbershops down the street, you know, I got a buddy fucking six streets down from here, you know, it, 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 there's enough money for all of us, you know, and it, it doesn't hurt to help somebody out. I'm in a, I'm in a group chat with two other guys who... One owns probably the biggest bounce house business in Rhode Island, and the other one has a huge bounce house business. And I'm in a group chat with them, and I ask them for advice. I ask them for help. They fucking help me and vice versa, you know, because there's enough money for all of us. You know, why hate on each other, you know? Yeah, no, I, mean, I definitely agree. I said I know that was like that. Like, deep down inside, you're like, nah, you better stay here. Nah, it's not hard to find workers. Like in this. It, it is, but it isn't, you know? Like, if you, if you bring a good environment and you, and you fucking, and, and you lead the pack to the right spots, listen, if they go open the barbershops, that would be fucking awesome, you know? Don't go work for somebody else, but go open your, open your own <laughs> barbershop, you know? Facts, facts. I'll, I'll support you on that, you know? But, you know, even if they want to go somewhere else, to go right ahead, you know? Like... At the end of the day, there's like I said, there's money, there's money to be made. Is there is like a thing where I had a I had Melinda on actually, and there's like a thing where she couldn't go do something and bring her clients with her. Is there like a thing like that? Like say if you had me as a barber here and I left start my own shit. I didn't. I don't shop. have a. I don't have a cause. Um, I, I, if any of my barbers ever leave, I would definitely do something like that, but. Um, cause I know a few of my friend, a few of my friends that are barbers who do have that in their shops that they make their barber sign, um, when they, when they jump in, when they start off with them. Um, like I, clients I, or like all the barbers as well? Just the barbers, not, not clients, you know, cause, um, it's just part of it. So probably with Melinda is that she signed it, that she can't take her clients, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, if she opens up, mm -hmm. but the, her clients can follow her if they want, you know, but she just can't tell them that oh, this, yeah, yeah. Is, this is where I'm going, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, that's why I told her, I'm like, why not? What the fuck? And she's like, yeah, just it is what it is. Like you can't and tell she them. Get, and she gets caught that she's telling them she can get fired right away or she can get even a lawsuit from that. Yeah. yeah that's what know? she was saying. That's yeah. what she was saying. Yeah. That was sucks. You had nothing like that. Like you want nah, to support. No, nah, I don't have anything of that. But like I said, if any of my barbers ever lit, uh, left, that's something that I would I would do to the next, just to support my, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just just to support my ass in this area, you know. Not big facts, big facts, man. So that being said, you started up this, man. You started eyeing shit. You started the Limitless Barbershop, and you haven't said right behind you, you got there's another thing you do as well. You got some products behind you. I want to kind of want to uh, explain a little bit of your products you have I for sale. I also have a beard line. Um, it's called Limitless Beard Products. 
Um, so I have a wash, I have oils, I have a beard butter, I have a beard balm. Um, I started that about a year ago. It's um, it's it hasn't taken off how I wanted to take off, but like I'm too busy with all the other stuff. Um, I do sell a lot of it in the barbershop. Um, I do have a Shopify, but I don't really promote that as much as I should. Um, well, for now you can right here, Shopify. What is it? We'll put it right underneath you right now. It's uh, limitlessbeardproducts.com. Let's get it, baby. So, um, you know, that being said, you're doing all this stuff. Where do you think like that like hustler mentality came from? Like, how do you think you're able to you know transition to being the hustler entrepreneur that you are right now? Like, are you like listening to podcasts? Are you reading books? Or is it strictly all yourself? Like, how's that like leadership mindset building? You're like, as I can say for myself, speaking on me, doing what I do, I'm always trying to listen to different podcasts, listen to different you know entrepreneurs. If I know business owners, I talk to them, get their, you know, pick their brain and stuff like that. Um, you know, that's me. How about you? Like, are you like, you know, trying to learn from other people, or are you kind of just learning from yourself and your mistakes? A, a lot of stuff that I've learned has been trial and error. Um, I I do pick a lot of people's brains also, but that's now. When I first started, it was just I was just trying to figure it out myself. You know, um, when I worked at the other barber shop, I had my own LLC already. I had my own business accounts already. Um, so I, I was pretty much, well, every barber is their own boss in their own shop, right? In whatever shop they work at. But I pretty much already had my shit lined up. So future thoughts was like when I open up a barber shop. So I opened up a Google account, you know, a Google My Business. I already had that. So I was Irv at that barber shop, you know? So I already had all that. So I had the reviews. I had people going to my page already. Um, so I was already one step ahead of the game. So when I moved over here, I just changed the name to that barbershop, to that to that Google account. And that already brought my rankings up because that's what Google does. Google, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't use Google for their business and they should because that's what's going to fucking bring you up in rankings. And everybody has one of these in their hands, you know, so technology, oh, I need a haircut, oh, I need a bounce house, you know, you Google it, right, and that, that's what helps, and that's where I was already, I was already two steps ahead of the game when I opened up my own shop. Yeah, man, so is it, is it tough starting your own shop, like, post, uh, so what's the difference of being, well, obviously, like, besides being your own boss, like, what's the difference, like, clientele-wise for, Say if I had, you know, Effie's Barbershop, I've been around, I've been around for 20 years. I have a huge, people always come into me. What's the, you know, benefits of working for me opposed to you just starting up your own spot? Like, or like, what's the difficulties? Are you going to have people, is it self-getting traffic in the door here first? Or it, it, So, this location has always been a barbershop. Uh, so, the last guy that was here ended up getting locked up and... I just happened to have a client who's a realtor who I spoke to, I spoke to, and she told me that she knew that there was a spot around the corner from where I was at that there was a location. So I came to look at this one, and I came to look at another one in Pawtucket, um, but where I'm at now is close to where I used to be, so I didn't want to go too far. Um, I could have made that move to Pawtucket, but this the where I'm at in Cumberland to where Pawtucket is is 
the demographics are different, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was better here, but was was there like a a tough transition point from leaving where you you know previously were till now? Like, was there ever thoughts of like never moving, or were you like I'm moving no matter what? I I I I I don't. I was comfortable over there, you know. And I I've always told myself that I didn't want to get comfortable in any. You should never get comfortable in any situation. Big facts. You know. Um, and I got comfortable there because that's what happens, you know. And then when I started feeling uncomfortable, I was like, "I, right, time to do my own shit, right? And I was just lucky enough that this this location was open, you know. And to be able to come over here, I, I brought all my I didn't bring all my clientele. I did lose probably like 15% of my clientele. But what I lost, I gained over here, you know. So yeah. I, did, I didn't have that issue. I worked here for about a month by myself, you know. Um, I had the stations already up, but I just trying to get a barber to come over here. It was it was a it it wasn't as difficult as I thought it was gonna be. I thought I was gonna be here by myself a little longer, you know. But it only took me a, a month before I got one barber, and then a couple weeks after that, I got the third barber. Um, and then I had the other chair empty for about like six seven months. Um, I wanted the first barber to grow his clientele because he came from a he came from another shop. Um, a little ways from here. So uh, I wanted him to grow his clientele before I brought somebody else in here. That makes sense, makes sense, man. So, yeah, man, so you said you're kind of trial and error, you're learning by yourself. You take that jump right here. So um, I guess uh, some barber questions for me. So, so um, you know, you're building up. Any, well, any OGs you want to shout out? Like anybody who's rocking with you, like barber-wise? I'm not sure, you know, the barber uh, thing, but etiquette here but anybody want to shout out here at the shop should they check out other than you also you got to check out the you know the owner irv here first but if you had to say someone else you know who, who are some of your other barbers they should come check out i think all my barbers are great i'm not just saying that because they're my barbers um i billy i've been cutting hair with for about maybe 11 12 years um me and him have a great relationship then i got jose who's right next to me and then i have aunt who works at the, the far corner um but they're all great barbers. I'm not saying that because they're my barbers, but you can go check the business page and check their work out because it's always up. I'm always posting. Um, just just anybody, you know, you can come in here. You can feel comfortable. Um, we this, It's a family-oriented barbershop. We have TVs on. Kids come in. We put cartoons on. We have lollipops for after their haircuts. Um, if you're a single mom, you want to come in here, you know, you're going to feel comfortable in the shop, you know. It's just kids are our future, you know. And I grew that mentality and put that in my other barbers to let them know that, you know, like kids, you know, the, the kids are ours. That's our future, you know. I'm big facts, man. Especially facts. with cutting hair, you know, because they're going to grow up and they're going to, you know, if they continue to sit in your chair, you know, they're going to go to school. Oh, yeah, I just got a fresh haircut from, you know, this barber over here at this location, you know. And they're gonna come. They're gonna come tell their boys, and their boys are gonna come over here, and vice versa, you know. Oh, big facts, man. Yeah, um, I actually just seen Billy last week at Sports and Leisure. We got some drinks together. Yeah. But um, did anybody like specialize in certain things? You guys do everything. Um, Jose's good at designs. I suck at designs. <laughs> Ant sucks at designs. Billy's Billy does good designs, but he doesn't like doing them. Um. Jose can do designs. What's some wild shit? Like, I can ask her, like, yo, can you put out a picture of, like, LeBron James on the back of my head? You can do nah, that shit? Nah, we can't do that shit here. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that shit here. Why? Why can't you do that shit? Is this too time-consuming? That shit's hard. 
You know, that shit's hard to do. And there's not enough money for that. You know, yeah. like, I'm not going to sit you in my chair for three hours for you to give me a hundred bucks. It's not, you know, I can make that shit up with fucking three haircuts. Thanks, <laughs> bro. So what would be like, I'm sure you've seen them just on Instagram. Like you see a picture no, that's of fucking. Just dope. That's just dope. What people do with the, 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 the art that people create on people's heads. That's just dope. Um, but there's not enough money for that. In, Realistically, I'm asking your earth, put a fucking picture of LeBron James in the back of my head. How much does that shit cost? I'm going to charge you $150 an hour. Bro, is that shit even worth it? Bro, gonna grow back bro, it's in like great. a week. It, in, in fucking four days, LeBron is fucking is gonna have a full hairline. <laughs> <laughs> funny fuck. So, so you got four chairs here, bro. So one thing I always wonder why, and I'm sure everyone fucking thinks of this shit. So I walk in this door right here. Who's this right here? Who's right here? Billy. Billy, you and Jose. Jose. Answer the, at the end right there. Yep. Why is Ant by himself? I don't want to go to that motherfucker. He's not good. Why is he have no one in his chair? You guys are all cutting. You guys want no appointments for two hours. Why should I walk into Ant real quick? Why should you? I'm not sure how it's set up here, but you know, most barbershops like that. Right. You got that one guy just free. Why should I walk and get a haircut by Ant? Is, does he, is he not good? Why, what's that situation about? The first thing, you shouldn't just walk into any barbershop, right? You should just make an appointment. It's fucking 2023. <laughs> you know? But... That's another topic we can talk about. So that real, real quick. So no... Right here, you guys don't talk... Do you take walk-ins or not? I don't take any walk-ins. I don't. They do. Um, I'm just way too busy. Um, I've been doing this shit for 13, 14 years now. I've fucking grown my clientele. Um, so I, I, I try not to take any walk-ins. If just happens that I'm just sitting here and everybody's busy, that it usually doesn't happen. But if I am and somebody walks in, I will take them. I I tried to feed my barbers, you know, so I, I try not to take them. But if I see that they're busy and somebody walks in and I, I just happen to have a no-show um, or I, I'm, I'm running ahead, I will squeeze them in and I will take them. But I usually do not take any walk-ins. Yeah, man. So, but but that's you. Like you, you just said, your little your your reasoning right there. But I'm talking about more like that designated guy who doesn't have like appointments. Like, why is that guy? Not, is he just like the walk-in guy, or he's he just a, a new guy in this in the in the barbershop, or just somebody that you know doesn't really grow their clientele and just takes walk-ins? Because there there is barbers in other barbershops that just take walk-ins. But my guys usually, you know, if you come in during the morning time. On a Tuesday and a Wednesday, um, you'll be able to sit in one of their chairs because that's the hardest clientele that you can you can create is that Tuesday and Wednesday mm. morning appointments, you know. Um, but mid afternoon, my guys are on and popping, you know, like they're they're cutting hair. Yeah, so Tuesday, Wednesday morning, who, who would you like? What's that demographic right there? Is that like the motherfucker who needs? Who just well, booked a dinner date that night and they're like, fuck, Irv, I need someone real quick. That's a lawyer. That's a cop. That's fucking a, a, a judge who's not working that day. It's fucking a firefighter. It's, you know, that's the clientele that I, that I got, you know. Tuesday, like, Wednesday morning. Tuesday, Wednesday morning. It, or, you know, somebody who does financial advisor because Junior comes every two weeks. <laughs> and, or, or my jeweler, George, that comes in every two weeks on a, on a Tuesday. You know, the only time they got right. So what? So what? Thursday afternoon, Friday afternoon. What's that demographic? That's the motherfuckers going to the club. Um, this area, not really. Um, I don't have clientele like that. You know, 
I, I, I've, I have a different type of clientele. It's, it's crazy. It's either the young guys or just like, you know, the banker that gets out at 4 o'clock or, you know, the guy that just got out of, um, out of the, the, the rescue, you know. It's just, it, it's, it, I, I just, I have a different clientele. Mm. But, you know, like, Jose does have some clientele that he brought from, you know, the shop that he used to work at who come get a haircut before they go to the club, you know. But yes, you're saying you know, you're the banker, that guy junior, yeah. every two weeks. So what's the proper time frame between haircuts? We give you get you spin game right now. How often should someone come? Does it depend on the person or what? Um, it really depends on the person. I have clients who come every week. I have clients who come every two weeks. I have clients who come every three weeks. I have clients who come monthly. Um, I've I I have a lot of weekly clients. Which I'm very grateful for because those are the ones that take care of the bills. Um, and my month, they all take care of my bills, yeah. you know. But them weekly clients, I, they just hit different, you know. But those are the ones that, yo, Irv, you got, in, you can squeeze me in. I'm, I'll take you at the end of the day, you know. Um, or I can't make my appointment this day. Can can you can you help me? Can you help me out? And I help them out, right? Because they they come in every week, so that's it's just a, it's they get special treatment. Yeah, you yeah. know. So you know, start booking your appointments every week. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> they want, how can they book? They text you? Or do they have like a website? How they? How, I how use, everyone's different. You can. Um, I use Booksy, or you can. Um, you can go on my website, and on my website, the link is there. It's uh, limitlessbarbershop four hundred one dot com, um, and the link on there is is to to book. Yeah, man. So they can do that real quick. So um, I, it's funny enough because I was like fifteen minutes late today. To set up, you're further than I thought, and packing the equipment was a lot harder than I thought. I've done this in a little bit, traveling podcasts. But if the appointment was 6 o'clock and I showed up at 6.15, what's I'm not, happening? I'm not taking you and you're paying me for the missed appointment. Late All, fee or the entire thing? There's no late fee. There's, you're paying me for the appointment. All I'll tell you, I can just line you up and give you a little temp. I'm not giving you the... I, I run strictly on time. Um... So if your appointment's at six o'clock, the latest you'll sit in my chair is like six o five. Um, I'm really good with my timing, and if you show up fifteen minutes late. That's that's tough. I'm gonna be fifteen minutes behind the whole day. Yeah, man. Cause that's thanks to uh, barbers, man. Typically, it's, it's it's fucking weird, man. They're just like contractors. You know, some people where your six o'clock appointment, I get here at five fifty, and you're like. Um, and I just took Jose instead of you. And you're like, motherfucker. I remember Brandon said his barber when he was here, he said he waited two hours and a half for a haircut. Wild. What? I mean, bro, first of all, I would have walked the fuck out. Wild. Two and a half hours. That, that, they're not respecting your time. Yeah, but how do you feel about barbers like that when you're like, you know, they do that and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know why you keep going back to them. <laughs> it's just terrible, man. Terrible timing. Um, I'm good with my time because when I was when I was younger, and I used to go to get a haircut, and my barber used to make me fucking wait an hour. If my appointment was at eleven, I would sit in the chair at twelve. I fucking hated that as a kid. Yeah, man. So when I became a barber, I'm like, I'm not doing that to shit to nobody. Like, I won't squeeze in anybody. I don't care if you're my nephew, my cousin. My fucking, I don't care if you're Jesus. Yeah, I'm not squeezing you in. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. Like you said, it's not respecting your time, huh. man. Especially being older now, man. I'm starting to get the fucking point. El Ray, everybody, motherfuckers, all you guys. And I'm like, yo, why can't we go out early? Or like, yo, we're going out at 9. Say 9 o'clock's the time we say we're going out. 
Then it's 10 30. I'm still in my house waiting. It's like, bro, why are we taking so long? Why can't be people be punctual? I would have been sleeping right now. You're going to make me wait an hour and a half before we go out. <laughs> I'm too old for that shit. Bro, I don't get like, why can't we be punctual? And like, I seen like a thing when LeBron's like, he doesn't fuck with people who's late. He's like, if you're late once, you're no longer his friend. Time is money. Listen, if I have a new client and they show up late, one, I won't take them. And two, I block them in my book. I, if you're not respecting my time the first time you come, I'm not. I you don't have respect for me, so I'm not gonna give you that respect, and I'm gonna block you. Yeah, man. Because like you said, time is money. Yeah, man. Time is money, and I don't get paid by the hour. I get paid by the haircut. You know. So if you're not gonna sh- listen, if you look at that fucking thing, if you miss your appointment, you gotta pay for your service, whatever service it is. So you know, you, you do that first time you're like. Or come on, bro. It was my first time I was late. <laughs> well, you didn't get the opportunity to sit in my chair, and you're not sitting in my chair ever again. Stop off. I was good with you for like a month, right? Always on time. First time I was late. You give any leniency or nah? Nah, nah, nah. You pay me. <laughs> and then you can set up another appointment with me. But you got to pay me. Um, I, don't, I don't play that. I've, um, I take my time. I, I respect my time. I respect your time. You know, and that's why I have a lot of clientele, right? Because they like the fact that if your appointment's at four, you sit in my chair at four, four oh five the latest, you know? And um that's what I have embedded in my in my in my barbers, except Billy. Billy is his concept of time sucks. <laughs> but his clients understand him. So that is fine. But he also doesn't take new he takes new clients, but he doesn't do walk-ins, right? So his clients understand him, and that's okay because they have that lingo. Mm-hmm. But my other barbers, I've embedded in them that if their appointment's at four, their appointment's at four. You're not going to squeeze somebody in. You're not going to, you know, like, that's part of it. You know, that's why we charge the prices we charge here. You know, that's what makes me stand out compared to the other barbers in the hood or the other barbers down the street that... You know, we respect your time, respect ours. Yeah, man. So you're saying you know, the prices you charge here. So is that something where you hear, you're like, yo, er, what the fuck? You're charging this? Right. What do you think when people say that? You can get your price right now as of July 24, 2023. Prices may change. The price of shit goes up. But okay. as of right now, July 2023, what are the, your prices or people are intrigued right now? Listen to this part of the conversation. I will uh, chat, book, chapter mark this. Barb's. Barb's Irv's prices. Right so, here. a men's haircut is thirty. A cut with a beard is thirty-five. Children' haircuts are twenty-five. They should be forty-five, um, because I got some memes about this. You can hold on to that. Because <laughs> um, it's just wild, you know. Kids move. It's just it's it. Their prices should be more expensive. You ever fuck a kid's haircut up? Fucking Jesus Christ! Have you ever fucked a kid's haircut up? Um, no. Um. I'm saying like they move, and you're like, Rah! no, because I I have I've learned to have quick reflexes, um, you know. But kids 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 are a pain in the ass, you know. <laughs> as much as I love them, as much as I I enjoy cutting kids up, because I like to see them, you know, the, their progression and seeing them grow and become from having a client from one years old to now they're like 10, 11, you know, like Liam. Like I I've been cutting. I think I gave Liam his first haircut. He's Fire. fucking ten. He just turned yeah. ten years old. Still gotta, still gotta hold his head. Liam moves a lot, and he <laughs> likes to he likes to talk and ask questions. You know that. And <laughs> <Yeah>. Fucking <laughs> Liam, stop, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know, but it, it's, it's, it's fun, but at the same time, it's not fun. I, I feel like kids' haircuts should be the same prices as adults, you know, because haircuts now are very fucking, oh, I want a skin fade with a design. It's still the same amount of time that I'm taking to fuck an adult, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So that being said, so that's, your, that's your prices right now. So what, people are bitching about those prices? People are bitching. People always bitched, you know? It's, you can't, you, you can go get the haircut down the street for 20 bucks, you know? But you're going to sit in the barbershop for an hour and a half, oh, two hours, fucking you know? God, time is money, man. Yeah, man. So, like, you know, that being said, you know, I, I go to barber, like, the street over from my house. That's the reason why I go, by the way. But um, you know, I've been with him for a little while. This motherfucker is just like you, bro. He is fucking punctual, punctual as a motherfucker, which is what I like. And you know, um, you know, just like I said, it's right down to my house, so I go. But if not, I'll go to Irv. If I don't, but um, that being said, how do you feel about a motherfucker going to you? Say if I was going to you for like two years, and then I post I'm with Jose and Cranston. Are you like you? Is that a really thing? You like you motherfucker? You gonna cheat on me? Cheating on your barber is that a thing? So I don't, I, I, I won't comment. But when they, if they come back to me, I'll be like, oh yeah. I'm like, I didn't do this. Oh, I didn't do this either. <laughs> you know, I'll roast them a little bit. They're like, yo, I had to cheat. You know, like I had a special event. You were too booked up. I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> well, how far is too booked up? How do you? What's too far? How far in advance are you booked? Um, I'm probably a week in advance. You know, but. My my late night appointments always get booked first, you know. But like I said, I'm a, I'm booked on Tuesday and Wednesdays. I'm, you know, I'm doing 16, 17 haircuts on a Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, Fridays I'm doing between twenty to twenty five haircuts. It's it's Fridays are my longest days in the shop. Um, how long? How you? What's the barbershop hours? How open? It? How long are you here till on Fridays? Fridays, I'm here from either 7 to 6.30 or 7.30 to 6.30. It all depends. Nice, man. Nice. I got some. Uh, let's, get some let's get to these uh, funny memes real quick. See if you can see them. Put these chests up. Oh, wait. Above your face. Hold on. Make it a little bit smaller. You know what? Press above your face. Oh, whoop. I'm just going to get it down. Oh, well, this wouldn't be a thing, but I mean, I'm not sure if you think it's funny or not. When a cheap client gets mad because you skipped them, and you gotta act like you didn't know they was next. Is that, <laughs> is that a thing? Nah, not, get, not, 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 in not this for you. Not for you. Not for nah, you. Not for me. But when you take your hat off at the barbers, I don't know if that's the thing or not. It's not that funny. There's a couple of funny ones in here. This one right here. Mons be like, "Can you get a design?" Right. That that's the shit that be pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your mindset of that? So over here, hey Irv, hey, can you get a design? Nah, that your, your kid has been crying the whole time. I, I, I can't even do the haircut you want me to give you. You know, you want a skin fade with a, with scissor cuts on top. And this little kid's crying. Nah, hell no, man. I can do a two and fucking a little bit off the top. Cut my fingers because of your kid. <laughs> oh, this one right here. So they called the barbershop the day before Thanksgiving and asked if we were busy. Stupid ass motherfuckers. <laughs> Yo, but if you felt this one, you felt this one. But it happens all the time, dog. It's nuts. They'll call you Christmas Eve. Yo, you booked. Come on, man. (laughs) What do you say? What is that? Come on, man. Come on, man. Are you even answering that motherfucker? Listen, sometimes I just be like, yo, how much? 
What, what's the craziest response you got? I've cutting people up on Christmas for a hundred bucks. That's all day. That's all day. The most, the most I've ever gotten was like a buck seventy-five. Was that the LeBron James design or not? Nah, that, that was no design. That was two just all a around. That was just a haircut. <laughs> is this a thing right here when you see one of your clients out in public? The MJ right here. I don't know why they put Michael, Michael Jackson on that, but <laughs> are you are you social with your friends outside? Sometimes, yeah, that's how it is. I don't know. That was that funny. There's another one. Let's see. No. Oh, is this you right here? If your barber ever do this shit, just know your shit's fucked up. Uh, yeah, that, that look in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that look in his eyes. So what's he doing right there? Is he looking at your lineup? Yeah, he's Is that like, what doing? shit, I slanted this. That's why his head's sideways a little bit. You see it? <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to make it straight in his head. <laughs> I didn't see this one yet. When your barber sees you walking around with a trim he didn't give you. All right here, is this it? Uh, yeah, you got to give him that look sometimes. <laughs> like, Damn, you went over there. <laughs> Have you ever seen someone out in like out in public, out of a club or something? You're like, motherfucker, I ain't do that. Yeah, <laughs> they get awkward though. They, I, I'd be like, yo, what up, man? They'd be like, whatever. <laughs> and they, they gave it away. They're yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah, you just know, man. You're just like, oh yeah, I hope you have a good night. Keep it moving. <laughs> oh, this one right here. I seen this on a bunch of TikToks too. When someone walks in, when a walk-in comes in asking, do you give good fades? Dog, that pisses me the fuck <laughs> off. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, why is that? Why is that? It's just you don't walk in somewhere and just be like, "Yo, you you guys good?" Nah, I suck. You gonna sit in my chair if I tell you I suck? Even if I suck, I'm gonna tell you I'm good. Come sit in my chair, motherfucker. <laughs> is that the, you're, yeah, yeah, you're the rust face? That's the face you look. <laughs> oh, this one right here. I seen this one's kind of funny. Brothers be like, "You cut black hair?" Oh, same. Oh, it's crazy. They be calling on the phone here. You, you you give you give haircuts to black people. <laughs> I don't see any black barbers that work there. Nah, we good, man. We'll take care of you. Just come in. <laughs> that's kind of crazy how that's a thing. Oh, it's it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah, man. So that's that's the that, another earth face right there. It's crazy. He gives over the phone. I don't, how barbers feel after they pull out that hair splinter? Oh, is that is that funny? I don't know. That's a thing. Hair is that splinters? a thing? Yeah, hell yeah. So why would she feel like that? I generally have no idea why. Because hair splinters are like wood splinters. They fucking hurt. Really? Yes. And when you take it out, it's a relief. How the fuck would your hair, my hair get into your, your finger? So with the clippers, it cuts your hair so fine that it just slips into... Look, I'll t- look I got one right here. Right there. Oh, shit. Is that why people wear gloves? Yeah, but I don't wear gloves. Why not? You just fuck it. You like, I, it. like you like the pain? No, it's not. You, you don't get them all the time, but you do get them. Wow, I had no idea that was the thing. Yeah, That's why is. I didn't laugh. I didn't get it. I'm not a barber. Yeah. Fuck. Everybody's out partying. Meanwhile, I'm at home because I got appointments early in the morning. That's yeah. When I yeah when I started. Uh, Doing the right thing. That's what I was doing because I used to just party till the morning. <laughs> <laughs> when a client knows they're about to get laced up, I'm ask. Yeah, I guess it's funny, but oh, this oh my yo. So for me, one time this is like back back in like high school type of days. We're here when your barber a little too aggressive. They're fucking like holding your nose and shit, bro. This motherfucker. Last time I ever went to fucking dude in my life. <laughs> bro, this dude went to the bathroom, bro. Jesus Christ. Definitely took a massive shit. <laughs> Didn't wash his hands, bro. I can 
First of all, you, I, you didn't hear the scent go on. And the bathroom's like right here. <laughs> now I'm like, yo, what? This motherfucker for real? He comes out, bro. His hands smell like pure shit. Uh, I'm like, yo, get the fuck off my damn face, bro. I would have fought him. Just like that. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I left that shit, bro. I was with Brandon. I'm like, he's like, am I next? I'm like, no, you're not next, bro. We're leaving. <laughs> We're leaving, bro. We're out the fuck out of here. Oh, I would have fought him. <laughs> Shitty fingers. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple more in here. <laughs> this is definitely true, bro. Is this you to fucking Liam? Barbers be like, turn your head. No, that's how I be doing little kids. <laughs> I got a little, I got this thing that I do with kids, right? If they're like fucking moving too much, I just, I have like, I, I put my hand on their head like this and I just squeeze a little bit and I release to let them know that I'm the fucking captain, dog. Don't fuck. Stop fucking moving. I'm the boss. That's what you're doing with the top of his <laughs> the fucking top head. Of the head. Just... <laughs> Let's go before the... All right. Barbara's look... Wait. Barbara's lookbooks be like... I don't get it. Oh, fuck it. That was too much for this. When the clients think you're some kind of magician, my face when someone asks for a full beard but has peach fuzz for facial hair. Is that a thing? It is a thing. You Not know, a funny meme, but that's you gotta work that, the magic. That, that's a thing, though. Hey, if they want it and they're gonna pay for it. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> they got the one random thing right here. Yeah, yo, can you clean this shit up for me? <laughs> I got you. Do you ever feel like bad some type of way, like when someone asks for something and you're like, "Bro, come on, man!" Like, I'm usually honest with them. You know, yo, that's not gonna look right on you. Or well, you ain't got much there. Are you like? Do you feel bad? Like, do you, you like? Are you trying to like, kind of like embarrass them, or you just like? No, no. I don't like I, try I, to like. I, I'm just trying to let them know that it's just not going to work out. <laughs> when clients with hair like this want expect to get a cut like this, that's that how, yo, all the time. So this example right here. That, that's a great example. You know, like they got fucked up hair. Their hair's never going to do that unless they fucking put pounds of fucking gel in it. But he, that's a porcupine hair. You know, <laughs> he doesn't have the right hair to fucking do that haircut. All right, when it's Saturday afternoon and every dude's trying to get right for the club, barbers be like, is that a thing? with the fucking? Oh, you don't have that hair because you have no. I don't. I, yeah, we don't have much of that hair. That's the thing, though. All the barbershops. Yes, yeah, definitely. Is that so? Why? Why wouldn't you want that? Because either way, you're getting all these clients. No. Well, you don't like like the the mess up in it, here. It's I like so I don't like just doing I don't like doing because there's barbers who just do walk-ins and they don't like doing appointments and for me that's crazy. Um, I don't want to not know how much I'm gonna make. You know, I, if I have 15 appointments in my book, I know that I'm good with that much money coming yeah. home. If I don't, ha if I'm just doing walk-ins, it's a guess if I'm gonna do two haircuts or I'm gonna do 20 haircuts. You know, it's just I don't, I don't, I don't like to live my life like that. Yes, sir. So, what it feels like when you make eye contact with your barber during the lineup is it's kind of fucking weird, actually. That's but, yeah, but oh. people do that. Really? It's fucking nuts. Really? It's yes. Like so this is accurate ass meme right here. That, yeah, that's that's accurate because you fucking light. Yeah, I'm fucking lining you up and you're giving me eye contact, and I'm not one to bite my tongue and be like, "Yo, can you stop looking at me?" Dog, I tell you, yo, stop looking at me. And they'd be like, "Yo, why?" I'm like, "That's don't, don't you fucking find that weird? You're fucking giving me you're giving me eye contact while I'm fucking lining you up. I'm trying to focus on your front hairline. You're fucking lifting your eyebrows up so you can fucking our eyes can fucking meet, dog." <laughs> That's funny as fuck, bro. I don't do that. So, <laughs> there's low fade, mid fade, high fade, taper fade, bald fade. Uh, the fuck. I mean, boozy face. I mean, no, I don't think that's funny, but maybe you do. Me, this client always late and he don't tip good. I'm still gonna do my best. Me to me, push his hairline back. True or not? I I wouldn't do that, but I just if you're late, like I said, you're not sitting in my chair. But uh, how about the tips part? Do you expect a good tip too? Was 
How do you feel about tipping barbers? Speaking of this topic right here, it's tipping sen- barbers. All right, let's read this fucking it's shit a, goes by. It's a sensitive subject because a lot of people, I I have, I have good, I have really really good clients, and then I have fucking shitty tippers. Um, but the shitty tippers are the ones that always expect the most, right? I'm still gonna give you an A1 haircut, but if you call me to try to squeeze you in, I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. I, I'm not doing it. You know, so define. So they're, they're watching this because you said you have that big following, the social media following. What is my more not really good? Would do you what is a bad tipper? What's a good tipper? What's a bad tipper? Say men's haircut right here. You know, just a generic middle men's haircut. What you say, charge 30 bucks. So, what is a good tip and what's a bad tip? A bad tip is not leaving anything. You can give me a dollar and I'll be happy with it. I, you, you know, it's just. Somebody who doesn't tip their baba, you got to, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) You know, um, I know times are tough sometimes, but if, if you tip me, say you get a haircut every, every two, three weeks, right? You tip me every time you come in and then one time you don't tip me, that's fine with me, you know, because something must be going on, you know, you're usually somebody who tips, right? But if you come to a barbershop and you don't fucking tip, if you don't tip your barber, even a dollar. Show them that you appreciate them. You know, we go above and beyond to make you look good, right? To make you feel good, look good. You know, sometimes even to be a fucking psychologist, you know, to appreciate us, you know? It's just even a dollar. I'm happy with just a dollar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel you, bro. So, it's a psychologist right there. So, how do you feel about that? That's, just, that's, just, uh, oh shit. Someone's peeling off her head. They're fucking doing donuts. But, um, how do you feel about that? So that's the whole topic for me. Like, I don't... My barber I go to doesn't talk. I like that shit. How do you feel about that? Are you guys talking that entire time? Are you going base off them? Them motherfuckers just talk, talk, talk. I'm like, bruh, I don't know what else to say to you, bro. Like, <laughs> uh, this is like a 30-minute thing. What else do I say after, you know, the same shit after every single time? What's the etiquette on that? Barbershop etiquette for herb, at least. How do you I, feel about that? I usually go with your flow, right? If I feel like you're having a bad day, yo, you you know, like, hey, man, you good? You know, it's either yes or no, you know? And if they're not having a good day and they want to talk about it, you know, that's how I, I spark it up, you know? And then we'll just continue on whatever the hell's going on. Um, but I, sometimes, like I said, I got the TVs on here. I don't play music in the barbershop. I have the TVs on, you know? So if they're watching a show and they're interested in the show and they're not talking, hey, I'm going to stop and I'm going to watch TV a little bit too, you know? Like, but continue doing what I'm doing, but... It's sometimes the, the TV will be the distraction about it, and people enjoy that. But yeah, man, yeah, man for sure. So um, I put it down, but uh, I see something that's what I talk about. This is recent. You put shout out to the piece of shit who stole Scotty Adventures banner. Your mom's a hoe. What fuck happened there? Someone stole your shit. Where at? Where I had my warehouse in Pawtucket. Um, yesterday I realized that my banner wasn't there. Um, so I called the owner of the place, and he has cameras outside, so he said he was going to look at the cameras for me, but my banner wasn't there. Um, it's the principle. It's not about the money. It's the fucking principle. Somebody just robbed my shit. Um, but obviously, I'm doing something right, that you're fucking ripping my shit down, and if you're watching this, fuck you. Um, but I hope the owner has video of it. Um, I'm going to text him right after we're done with this shit, so... To get them on top of it, um, but yeah, 
it's it's how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the haters? Obviously, like people, you know, I've watched a whole bunch of shit. Obviously, man, if you have haters to doing something right, is that how you feel? That's exactly how I feel. You know, just in in the type of life that I've lived, it's if you're doing something right, somebody's always gonna be hating. Big facts, man. I don't get it. I don't get it, man. I don't get that shit at all. We can have a whole talk about that if you want. Are you on a time restraint? How are you feeling right now? No, 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 I'm good. Hey, man, so um, and we can have a whole different one. It's like your business one. Um, you know, and it's off right. You said that, but right before that, you said shout out. Um, you get the, the exact quote. I have to thank God because He keeps doing wonders. So, um, you know, they had that little negative comment right there, real quick. But you know, what what was that post about? You know, what do you have? Uh, what are you saying that for? Um, I just feel like life is good, right? My wife just left uh, Great Wolf Great Wolf Lodge with my daughter, right? And she went. My wife texted me a little while ago, and she was like. Zoe just came up to me and said, thank you, mommy, for taking me here. It's the best place ever. Yeah. Um, it's it's the little things like that that make you appreciate life. And just this is why I fucking grind. I grind for them, you know? Like, um, Facts. I do it for them because at the end of the day, like, they're, they're the ones that, that make me feel appreciative and grateful for what I do, you know? Um, just seeing a smile on my wife's face because my daughter told her that, you know, or the smile on my daughter's face of the, the the pictures and the videos that my, you know, my my wife is sending me, you know, I'm here because I got to work tomorrow, you know, and it just it, it, I I can take the day off, but we we need it. <laughs> yeah, no. you know, she needs to get done, you know, because I can't call my boss up and be like, hey, I need a a, a, a vacation day because I don't get paid for it. You know, Irv, you're rich. <laughs> rich. That's what they think. That's what they think. That's what they think, man. But um, <laughs> that's what you know, they think. So that being said, so like, do you ever think like you're grinding so much right now, though? Where are you like, do you ever you're doing so much shit that you don't think about and take a minute for yourself? Where you're like, damn, I should appreciate what I'm doing right now. Are you? But you're just like, I'm grinding, grinding, grinding. Or do you have those moments where you're like? You can sit back and relax and be like, yeah, well, let me appreciate this shit, what I'm doing right now. Because sometimes people who are entrepreneurs don't have that time where they sit back and relax and think about that type of shit. No, nah, because I take my vacations. I was just in Colombia in March for two weeks. Um, I was just in New York for um, July 4th. You know, I do take time off. You know, I, I, I enjoy with my family. Um, but this time right now, it's, it's, it's just a busy season for me, you know. And um, I, I try as much to stay away from the, the bounce house business, but it, I still need to be there. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I still need to, to hustle with it. I still need to grind. It's, um, it's my fourth year, but it, I, I, it, I'll never step away from it. You know, I need to be there. I need to, I like to, I like to be hands on, you know, like I can't be like, yo, I created this, but I've never been out in the work field. You know, I go out and deliver bounce houses i'll go out and pick them up you know i help my guys out you know so it's just for me to sit back i do sit back i, I do relax sometimes but you know when i gotta get it i gotta get it yeah man so like what's the end goal for all this like what's the end goal for iron shit scotty's adventures limitless barbershop like is the goal for you always to continue working do you want to like let be hands free at some point where everyone's someone's taking over like you said billy's been here for matt long 
I'm just throwing that out there. He didn't say anything before me, Billy. So if you're watching this, you didn't give me no intel. I'm just <laughs> using him as an example. Would you ever be like, hey, Billy, you run the shop and I'm doing this? Like, what's the angle on all this? Is that like maybe an option or what? So the shop itself can really run itself, right? It's just because um, I don't need to be here. You know, I don't need to be here all the time for it to to for it to go right because they're all their own. They're all their own contracts that are inside of my barbershop, right? So they all have their own little business, you know? So I, Jose is my main guy, not going to lie. Um, Jose holds down the barbershop more than anybody else does. You know, I got to give him credit for that. And from, for that, I'm very appreciative. Um, but my goal is for Scotty's Adventures to become the main hustle and this become a back end, right? So... Right now, I only work Tuesday through Friday at the shop. I eventually just want to get down to like two days inside of the barber shop. That's my main goal right now. Um, so that's why I grind so hard with the with Scotty's Adventures more than I do here. Um, but I'm st- I, like I said, I'm still here four times, four days out of the week. I'm still here almost forty hours a week, right? Um, right now, but that's the future goal for this. Um, to push Scotty's so that I'm only here two days. Yeah, nice, man. So, you know, um, love to see the math that you can do it, man. And what's, um, this is an introspective question right here. Throws people off sometimes. If your biggest hitter wrote a book about you, what would the title of it be? Fuck Irv. <laughs> Why is that? What's, what's the description on that? What would, be, what would be the point of the book? The way he hates on me. I, I, I've done... <laughs> I must be doing something great for you to fucking... To be writing about me or to even have that much thought of, of me on your mind, you know? Yeah, man. I feel you on that, man. I feel you on that. So, you know, that being said, so, you know, 2023, the rest of it, 2024 as well. You know, what um, what should we expect from Irv? Anything else coming up that we should be paying attention to? Nah, I'm... Uh, <laughs> Nothing, nothing else new. Just continuing with this, you know, and just growing it, growing this, and hopefully become the the the, the top winner in the Rhode Island uh, the Rhode Island Readers uh, Readers Choice um, and winning that award. That would be nice because that that would open up more opportunities for my barbers, not for me, because obviously, like I said, I'm really really busy. Um, so it would open up more opportunities for my other barbers inside the shop you know and like i said i'm not greedy you know i like to keep the money in house if i can't cut you up i'd rather you go see them than go see another barber in a different barber shop you know and i tell my clients that all the time and my clients text me sometimes and they'd be like yo can i can i sit with one of the other guys i'm like yo go right ahead no hard feelings you know it it doesn't bother me like i said i like the money in house um but yeah and and just with scotty's adventures and just like i said Seeing that shit grow and get bigger and, you know, become a family family name, you know. Love to see it, man. So, um, you know, closing words right here. Any last uh, shout-outs? Anybody you want to, you know, give a shout-out to that helped you be where you are? Anybody you want to give appreciation to, you know, ending off this uh, business podcast at least? I just want to say uh, thank you to my wife for, you know, believing me and, and fucking always having my back with all my crazy fucking shenanigans <laughs> you know because uh you're the one that holds down the house you know when i'm fucking grinding for us and i appreciate you 
Love to see that, man. And make closing words for me. You know, like I said earlier, I want to end off with like with this, man. Especially seeing like um, you know, like I said, I don't even say like oh, I essentially say you're my cousin, man. Like oh, it's my cousin Irv right there from day one. From, you know, from early times like I remember at least. You know, always at my back. I was I know you're mad cool with Junior and Jeff, and honestly, I'm really cool with both of them. And um, you know, you always took me in from the from early side as I can remember. And I genuinely love seeing like the hustler and entrepreneur side of anybody I like personally know because you know I do that same thing. So I can definitely see where you're coming from. You know, content creation is tough. You're always putting it out there. TikTok, Instagram, you're always saying you know relevant. And uh, you know, starting you know three different businesses, I know exactly how that how that is. And even you know certain things like with the vending machine I put up. Um, you know, you're asking questions and you're always trying to grow. And, right. um, you yeah. know, I love seeing that type of shit, man. I like, I generally have me, myself, I can talk about me at least. I have no hate in my heart for anybody, man. I love seeing people grow and you seeing you be in the community and, um, you know, I know how much it takes and how much time that takes and, um, you know, seeing you sacrifice for like your family, for your wife and for your kid, man, that's, that's dope, man. Keep it up. And I think you continue, you know doing great things for the community, for yourself, for your family, and, uh, you know, the best for you, you know, anything I can do to help out, let me know, bro, and, um, you know, keep part in traveling together with Junior and Jeff and stuff like that, and, uh, having, uh, you know, good memories, you know, and, uh, like I said, I think, I consider you my actual cousin, so, um, you know, I love, uh, you know, appreciate you doing this for me, and, like, having, having you on, like I said, you're one of my OG guest requests, so, uh, <laughs> it's cool to have you on, and we can do a funny one after this, if sure. time may be. I'm not sure you know, you know what you have to do after this, but um, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on, and I hope the best for you, and I genuinely mean that, man. Anything, I love seeing this, man. This shit is dope, and I know how hard it is, and my uh, business card has to go in that little thing over there, too. Yeah, sure. I, can, I can put, put some over there. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, keep it up, man. This is dope, man. Having anything personalized and all difficult, even that stuff is, man, doing like your own personalized um, you know, hats, you know, the, the barbershop stuff, like, the, you know, the supplies, the stuff for your the barbers, you know, you have a, you have a personalized limitless fan over there you know that's just pretty dope man making <laughs> stuff customized the entrepreneurness of it man i love it brandon brandon is the key you know you gotta brand and you brand your name and create it and go with it yeah man because you know people who knows down the line man you can build limitless shop and somebody can come up and buy the bit you know the business you know oh even franchising franchising man yeah man franchise that's key as well yep. so um yeah, man, that's my closing words, man. I appreciate you coming through. You have any closing words for this uh, pod here? Listen, I want to say, I want to give you your flowers, you know. Um, I appreciate you. I'm proud of you. And um, keep growing. Let's continue. Oh, man, let's do it up, man. Cheers. Cheers. This over here, man. Thank you. Thank you. Make sure you follow your boy, Limitless. Scotty's Adventures. That guy with tats is spelled differently. It's right in the bottom of him. Like, literally directly under him. Make sure you follow your boy. Check him out right here. Make sure you follow your boy. Explore F on all social media. EG popped under all social media. Likes to the moon. Esh, get it, baby.